Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel where we read you the entire Bible in one year. Based on the weekly Torah portions, my name is Johanna and I'll be your reader today. Well, today is Friday, the 1st of April, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 29th of Adar 2. Today in history, the people of Israel received their first commandment in the Torah, according to tradition, Exodus 12, 1 and 2. Now the Lord said to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. This week... Our Torah portion, our parasha, is called Tazriya, which means she will conceive. And today's reading will be Leviticus 13, 40 through 54. But before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and to thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. If a man's hair has fallen from his head, he is bald. He is clean. If his hair has fallen off from the front part of his head, he is forehead bald. He is clean. But if a reddish-white plague is in the bald head or the bald forehead, it is tzarat breaking out in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the Kohen shall examine him, and behold, if the swelling of the plague is, re- is reddish-white in his bald head or in his bald forehead, like the appearance of tzarat in the skin of the body, he is a man with tzarat, he is unclean. The Kohen shall surely pronounce him unclean, his plague is on his head. The one in whom the plague of Tzarat is shall wear torn clothes, and the hair of his head shall hang loose. He shall cover his upper lip and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. All the days in which the plague is in him, he shall be unclean. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. His dwelling shall be outside of the camp. The garment also that the plague of Tzara'at is in, whether it is a woolen garment or a linen garment, whether it is in warp or woof, of linen or of wool, whether in leather or in anything made of leather, if the plague is greenish or reddish in the garment, or in the leather, or in the warp, or in the woof, or in anything made of leather, it is the plague of Tzara'at, and shall be shown to the Kohen. The Kohen shall examine the plague and isolate the plague seven days. He shall examine the plague on the seventh day. If the plague has spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in the skin, whatever use the skin is used for, the plague is a contagious tzara'at. It is unclean. He shall burn the garment whether the warp or the woof, in wool or in linen, or anything of leather in which the plague is, 
for it is a contagious tzarat. It shall be burned in the fire. But if the Kohen examines it, and behold, the plague has not spread in the garment, either in the warp or in the woof or in anything of skin, then the Kohen shall command that they wash the thing that the plague is in, and he shall isolate it seven more days. That was Leviticus thirteen forty through 54 Today's portion from the prophets is Isaiah 28. Woe to the crown of the pride of the drunkards of Ephraim, and to the fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley of those who are overcome with wine. Behold, the Lord has one who is mighty and strong, like a storm of hail, a destroying storm, and like a storm of mighty waters overflowing. He will cast them down to the earth with his hand. The crown of pride of the drunkards of Ephraim will be trodden underfoot. The fading flower of his glorious beauty, which is on the head of the fertile valley, shall be like the first ripe fig before the summer, which someone picks and eats as soon as he sees it. In that day, the Lord of hosts will become a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty to the residue of his people and a spirit of justice to him who sits in judgment and strength to those who turn back the battle at the gate. They also reel with wine and stagger with strong drink. The Kohen and the prophet reel with strong drink. They are swallowed up by wine. They stagger with strong drink. They err in vision, they stumble in judgment. For all tables are completely full of filthy vomit, and no place is clean. Whom will he teach knowledge, and to whom will he explain the message? To those who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts? For it is precept on precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little. But he will speak to this nation with stammering lips and another tongue, to whom he said, This is the resting place, give rest to weary, and this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Therefore the word of the Lord will be to them precept on precept, precept on precept, line on line, line on line, here a little, there a little, that they may go, fall backward, be broken, be snared, and be taken. Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, that rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and we are in agreement with Sheol. When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge, and we have hidden ourselves under falsehood. Therefore the Lord, the Lord says, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. He who believes will not be in haste. He will make justice the measuring line, 
and righteousness the plumb line. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies, and the waters will overflow the hiding place. Your covenant with death shall be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. As often as it passes through, it will seize you. For morning by morning it will pass through, by day and by night. It will be nothing but terror to understand the message. For the bed is too short to stretch out on, and the blanket is too narrow to wrap oneself in. For the Lord will rise up as on Mount Perazim, he will be angry as in the valley of Givon, that he may do his work, his unusual work, and bring to pass his act, his extraordinary act. Now therefore do not be scoffers, lest your bonds be made strong. For I have heard a decree of destruction from the Lord God of hosts on the whole earth. Give ear, and hear my voice, listen, and hear my speech. Does he who plows to sow plow continually? Does he keep turning the soil and breaking the clods? When he has leveled its surface, does he not plant the dill and scatter the cumin seed and put in the wheat in rows, the barley in the appointed place and the spelt in its place? For his God instructs him in right judgment and teaches him. For the dill are not threshed with a sharp instrument, neither is a cartwheel turned over the cumin. But the dill is beaten out with a stick and the cumin with a rod. Bread flour must be ground, so he will not always be threshing it. Although he drives the wheel of his threshing cart over it, his horses do not grind it. This also comes out from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. That was Isaiah 28. Today's portion from the writings is Proverbs 11. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but accurate weights are his delight. When pride comes, then comes shame, but with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of the treacherous shall destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but the unfaithful will be trapped by evil desires. When a wicked man dies, hope perishes, and expectation of power comes to nothing. A righteous person is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked takes his place. With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but the righteous will be delivered through knowledge. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, 
but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. One who despises his neighbor is void of wisdom, but a man of understanding holds his peace. One who brings gossip betrays a confidence, but one who is of a trustworthy spirit is one who keeps a secret. Where there is no wise guidance, the nation falls, but in the multitude of counselors there is victory. He who is surety for a stranger will suffer for it, but he who hates being surety is secure. A gracious woman obtains honor, but violent men obtain riches. The merciful man does good to his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. Wicked people earn deceitful wages, but one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. He who is truly righteous gets life, and he who pursues evil gets death. Those who are perverse in heart are an abomination to the Lord, but those whose ways are blameless are his delight. Most certainly, the evil man will not be unpunished, but the offspring of the righteous will be delivered. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good. The expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters and increases yet more. There is one who withholds more than is appropriate, but gains poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he who waters shall be watered also himself. People curse someone who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good seeks favor, but he who searches after evil, it shall come to him. He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous shall flourish as the green leaf. He who troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the foolish shall be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. Behold, the righteous shall be repaid in the earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner. That was Proverbs 11. And that brings us to our final portion for this episode, which is from the Apostles, and it is Acts 28. And when we had escaped, then they learned that the island was called Malta, and the natives showed us uncommon kindness for they kindled a fire and received us all, because of the present rain and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he has escaped from the sea, yet justice has not allowed to live. However, he shook off the creature into the fire and was not harmed. 
However, they were expecting to see him swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had watched for a long time and saw nothing bad happen to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Now, in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island, named Publius, who received us and courteously entertained us for three days. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. Paul went into him, prayed, and laying his hands on him, healed him. Then when this was done, the rest also who had diseases in the island came and were cured. They also honored us with many honors, and when we sailed, they put on board the things that we needed. Now after three months, we set sail in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the island, whose sign was the Twin Brothers. And touching at Syracuse, we stayed there three days. From there, we circled around and arrived at Regium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Petioli, where we found brothers and were entreated to stay with them for seven days. So we came to Rome. And from there, the brothers, when they heard of us, came to meet us as far as the market of Appius and the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. Now when we entered into Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was allowed to stay by himself with the soldier who guarded him. And it came to pass, after three days, that Paul called together those who were the Jewish leaders. When they had come together, he said to them, I, brothers, though I had done nothing against the people or the customs of our fathers, still was delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, desired to set me free, because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Judeans spoke against it, I was constrained to appeal to Caesar, not that I had anything about which to accuse my nation. For this cause, therefore, I ask to see you and to speak with you. For because of the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain." Then they said to him, We neither received letter from Judea about you, nor did any of the brothers come here and report or speak any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you what you think, for as concerning this sect, it is known to us that everywhere it is spoken against. And when they had appointed him a day, many people came to him at his lodging. He explained to them, testifying about the kingdom of God and persuading them concerning Yeshua, both from the Torah of Moshe and from the prophets, from morning until evening. And some believed the things which were spoken, and some disbelieved. And when they did not agree among themselves, they departed after Paul had spoken one word. The Ruach HaKodesh spoke rightly through Isaiah the prophet to our fathers, saying, Go to this people and say, In hearing you will hear, but will in no way understand, and in seeing you will see, 
but will in no way perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles, and they will listen. And when he had said these words, the Jews departed, having a great dispute among themselves. Then Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house and received all who were coming to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the things concerning the Lord Yeshua the Mashiach with all boldness, without hindrance. That was Acts 28. And that concludes our readings for today. However, if you are reading through the Apostles twice this year in the cycle, you'll be reading Revelation 22 today also. I just want to um, conclude by saying thank you to each and every one of you listeners who are taking a moment of your busy day to pray for the prayer requests that we've been bringing forth at the end of our episodes. Um, It will bear fruit. God hears our prayers, so thank you for praying. Today, I don't have a prayer request sent in, so I, I just want to say Um, that if you have one, of course, please send it in and we'll be happy to share it and to stand with you in prayer. You can email us to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. And also, if you have sent us a prayer request and have seen God answer your prayers, we would love if you would share that with us so that we can share it with everyone else who has stood with you in prayers. It would be a great encouragement to hear. So remember to send in your requests if you have them to dailybreadmoms at gmail.com. And until next time, shalom from us here in Israel. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. <laughs>